0: Welcome to the msec podcast, the official podcast of the military child education coalition. My name is Susan sellers, and I'll be your host for today. This podcast has been made possible thanks to the generous support from the office officer spouses club. So I'm excited. We're going to shake things up today. So instead of me interviewing our special guest, I've actually asked. Andy, you our director of implementation here at insect to come on and chat with our 2 guests representative Daniel pay and Senator John Montgomery from Oklahoma. But before we do that, I kind of want to chat with uh, Andy, just a little bit about an initiative called the purple star schools specifically. What is this program and why military families should be interested in learning more about it. Andy. Thanks so much for coming on today yeah thanks for having me susan i'm very excited to talk about this because
1: i am an active duty military spouse with school-aged children and so purple star schools are something that are Near and dear to me, both personally and professionally as an employee of MSEC, I work very closely in my position as the director of implementation to uh, get schools and districts and states. We work really closely to get that purple star designation program up and running. And so I'm very excited to talk about this today. So. I've heard a lot of parents lately, you know, when I start to talk about purple star school, they say, what is a purple star school? And I say, oh, I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) So I want to talk a little bit about it so we can understand why this is such important work that they're doing in Oklahoma. So as the National Advocate for Purple Star Schools, MSEC works to assist these schools and districts who are looking to achieve that designation through their states. So MSEC doesn't do the designation. We just assist with the readiness for the designation through the state. And so Purple Star Schools are those that have shown their commitment to supporting military kids and families in very specific ways. And those ways will include having professional developments for the school professionals on unique transition issues of our military connected students. If you're not military connected yourself as an educator, sometimes you you don't know what kinds of situations um, those military connected kids are coming in with. So providing education for those school professionals is key. It's also um, one of the components of Purple Star is to have a student led ambassador program. So when my students were moving, uh, my fourth grader, her first question was, well, on the first day, am I going to have anyone to sit with at lunch? You know, she was so concerned about the social element. And so, this student land ambassador program allows a peer to peer opportunity for a safe place to land when you go to a new school so that you're not unfamiliar with the lay of the land, they do kind of a tour of the school and have a a group of kids you can automatically connect with before you have found your tribe and your footing in the school system. So it's a super important process for military kids coming in who are coming in with no friends, no knowledge of the school. And then another important factor is a campus military liaison point of contact. So, as a parent going in, I know exactly who to go to when I have questions about the transition issues for my kiddos, whether it's academic or social emotional. And then, of course, a website with current and relevant resources for parents so that they can feel really confident when they are choosing a purple star school that that school has taken the military child into consideration and put things in place to make sure that those transitions are much smoother and easier for both the child and the family members who are coming along on this journey of transition.
0: Well, I have to say, as uh, our listeners can tell, we are very excited about this program at and I suspect our listeners would like to hear more about it. And in fact, in addition to Oklahoma, there are currently 25 states that are currently recognized. With the purple star designation and 11 more states have pending um, legislation for approval. So now I'm going to switch gears and I'm going to have Andy focus a little bit more on the Oklahoma's purple star program and start chatting with our guests today representative pay and Senator Montgomery. Andy
1: yes so we're very excited that oklahoma is really spearheading this because they are one of our most most recent states to adopt the legislation so the legislation has passed and then their next step is to develop the designation criteria and the application for schools to start Applying for designation through the state of Oklahoma, so it's a really exciting time uh, for this state and like many others, they're uh, really instrumental in the legislation is really instrumental in getting this process started. So, um, I really want to focus on the roles that representative pay and Senator Montgomery. Took in getting this process started for the state of Oklahoma. So, you were both instrumental in passing Bill SB 54 for military families in Oklahoma. So, I know why it's important to me as a military spouse, but why was this bill so important to you both?
2: Well, Susan, uh, Ms. Jaina, thanks. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, participate in this podcast. Appreciate everyone at uh, MSEC as well. Um, You know, this this was a bill that was about uh, two years in the making. Uh, we had a constituent, uh, Karen Bailey, she works at uh, our local career tech center, and she messaged me, uh, this is about late 2019, uh, about a bill that Texas had passed um, about establishing a, their Purple Star campus uh, designation program. And so, uh, John and I, we are both proud Sooners, graduates from the University of Oklahoma, and we definitely have the the red river robbery thing going and so anytime texas uh, tries to beat us uh, that's something that uh, we we want to respond to and be proactive in and so we thought if texas can do it then oklahoma uh, can do it as well so we we introduced the legislation uh, back in 2020 and uh, like many things because of the COVID-19 pandemic we were not able to finish uh, passing the legislation until uh, this year Uh, but we both represent um, Lawton, Fort Sill, uh, there are many, many uh, military uh, families in our uh, community, and so uh, we understand the importance when it comes to uh, families who move here for the first time, how uh, that transition for their kids is essential, uh, that it's effective and successful. And so we thought with this piece of legislation, having the Purple Star uh, campus designation, it can provide uh, quite a bit of certainty and solace uh, for all for military. Uh, families, so I think that's that, that's probably the most important reason why uh, we decided to uh, file the legislation.
3: Yeah, I think Daniel kind of touched on a lot of um, how I feel about it as well as far as, you know, we, we both we obviously both represent a military community uh, and we're very cognizant of, of that. And I, I think we saw it as a way. Of r- to really ensuring that parents military parents have access to information and people. Uh, in our community um, to, you know, really just help them out as they, you know, as they maybe come here or they PCS here or whatever the case may be. Um, And just making sure that they have the resources that they need uh, to make sure that their kids are successful, you know, in our in our schools here as well. Because, you know, we we absolutely understand that that is um, um, such a huge, really just a huge sacrifice for this country, um, you know, to be able to move around and 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 have to, um, you know, really acclimate to different communities all over the place. And so um, we definitely want to make sure that we're doing our part to ensure that, you know, military families have have the resources that they need to be successful. Um, so and that's that's a huge part of this.
1: Well, thank you both for being such huge proponents of supporting military families. I know that this is a, a community that welcomes military families. And I know Oklahoma is. It's one of the top 15 states for military presence and population. So uh, it's so good to know that there are people in the leadership roles, like, such as yourself, that focus on it and know that it's important and make it a priority. So I have to thank you both for making this a priority. Um, and then I want to ask my next question really is about what's next. So what are some of the key elements of the bill that goes into effect on November 1st?
3: Yeah, so the, the main, the main thing, um, uh, obviously we have to create the designation uh, and we're, I think we're leaving that up to our state board of education, but um, a lot of the, a lot of the components that are included in that bill um, deal with um, basically just the things that the school district has to do uh, to be able to receive the designation, of course. So um, uh, they'll, they'll have to identify military connected students who may be enrolled at the camp at a campus. Um, uh the, we would have to have a, a liaison who whose kind of job um it is to do that um but but ultimately they serve as kind of the point of contact between the campuses and and the you know the military families that determine uh the appropriate you know services uh, that maybe military students might need um when when they come here uh, and then of course they assist in coordinating you know campus programs that are relative you know relevant to um you know military students and families so um on we've also provided that on their websites they're supposed to maintain and you know something that's easily accessible here basically just information and resources for those families and students uh, about their you know relocation or the enrollment registration you know any kind of academic planning that might be available you know what are the course sequences that what kind of classes are available and 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 and, and, and information like that so that's kind of the the gist of it. That's kind of the main component of it, I guess, if you will. What kind of the things that we're requiring? So, I think too that we're certainly going to be open, open minded to you know if there's anything else that we can add into this that that might help families as as they transition here.
1: Yeah, I really like that you touched on the fact that there are some requirements because as military families coming in, you know, even though each state designates their own purple star process one of the parts that's important to us as the national advocate for it is really advocating for this being a quality program that is not just a check the box kind of thing but like actually has teeth and rigor to it so that a parent moving to any state that has a purple star designation can feel really confident that a school that has the designation earned it and has merit behind it so i appreciate that you focused on that there are some requirements that are you know non-negotiable and this is not just a designation that you can obtain easily without doing some really important things to achieve it. So my next question really is about long-term impact. So as we are seeing the purple star designation pass in many states, we're hoping in the coming years it'll be all 50 states will have the purple star designation. But the reason why you guys thought it was important is because you must see that there's a long-term impact for this. So what is your what are your thoughts on the impacts for the future of the state of Oklahoma and the students who reside here that are military connected, and how this legislation will have impact on the future of Oklahoma's legislation.
2: Well, there's no doubt that it's going to have a positive impact in the long term. I think, besides uh, quality of life, the education system is really what military families look for in the community that they're transitioning to and so by having this designation it will signal to any given military family that there are uh, resources available for their kids to make that successful transition to to the public school system to make new friends to meet awesome uh, teachers and you know just recently our governor kevin stitt came to lawton for an opening ceremony we have a new a new uh, military family clinic and one of the things he emphasized was how uh, the family uh, unit plays an important role uh, when it comes to the life of a, of a soldier. Uh, no doubt that they make a tremendous sacrifice uh, altogether uh, by making this transition. And so uh, I think we got to support uh, the family unit holistically. And uh, I'm excited with as more families come uh, to Oklahoma and as we have proposed our uh, campuses, all throughout the state, that this will encourage more unity, more collaboration uh, between military leaders and the community leaders. Um, and we have uh, tremendous investments in the military in Oklahoma uh, altogether. Certainly, when it comes to uh, Fort Sill having uh, two of the Army's cross-functional teams, uh, the training, the basic training here on post. Um, I think you are going to, you know, have Fort Sill continue to grow here in the next decade and and beyond and that's exciting for lawton and that's exciting for uh, the state of oklahoma in general
1: yeah so i am i can't help but thinking just from a personal perspective how true that is that the whole family you know stability is so helpful for the service member and so when you can make some confident decisions and get integrated quickly into some of these bigger issues with kids like the school it does help and i'll tell you that when we find out we're getting orders to anywhere, we get our PCS orders. The first thing I think of is, all right, let me start researching schools. That's my very first thought because we decide where we live based on the schools. Uh, not necess- We don't not always have a choice on where we're gonna move and where we're gonna live. Uh, but we can choose which strategically places that we find a house so that we can make sure our kids are set up for success in the schools we want them to go into. So when we found out we're moving to Oklahoma and moving back to Fort Sill, one of my first thoughts was schools. So I start doing the research. And I pretty much stopped doing research as soon as I found out that the elementary school on post was one of the only purple star schools in the state who had done a district designation while they were waiting on state legislation. And that pretty much made the decision for me about where we were gonna live. And my hope is that this kind of designation of a purple star school will help give other parents that peace of mind when they're making those decisions about where specifically to live within a duty station based on where those purple star schools are. So, I think that's a, also a really helpful thing for school districts to know that military families feel comfortable coming to their areas and choosing places to live based on who has this designation. So, um, although, you know, you, the, both of you don't necessarily have a military background yourselves, you do each have stories that connect you to the military from where you. Uh, live and where you live your lives and where you were born and raised so as we wrap up i would really love to hear your stories and have you share it with our listeners about how you each identify and connect uh, with the military
3: yeah, yeah i um um i i guess i'm kind of unique and you know a lot of a lot of people in lawton who are kind of from here um you know they they have kind of a military history in their family at some point so really for me i mean we ended up here because um uh, kind of a combination of both of my grandparents actually my grandpa's so um one of one of my grandpas was at was at altus you know the air force base over there um and then would have been stationed there at some point you know I, I, I kind of the vietnam era and, and um and then on my mom's side she um he was uh, my grandpa was actually the one that was stationed here at fort sill so of course he was you know part of the artillery uh units in, in vietnam and korea and uh and so that's, you know, I, I think that's the, the thing is, you know, a, a lot of people in our community may not have necessarily served, but a lot of us have that family member that, you know, that brought us here um, or whatever the case may be. And I think, you know, all the more so we understand the importance of, you know, what it means on some level to care about, you know, these, these families in our community and, and to ensure that they, you know, again, have the resources that they need to succeed uh, going forward.
2: I definitely echo what uh, John said about how, um, for those of us in Lawton, uh, whether or not we have a military background personally, uh, we're all connected, I think, uh, when it comes to uh, the military families here. Um, My parents own a dry cleaning business uh, just outside of uh, the entrance to to Fort Sill. And so as a kid, you know, having them uh, there and being there to help them, uh, I met lots of soldiers uh, from all across the country. Uh, and the world, and it was really cool to hear their stories and how, how they ended up uh, in, in lot in Fort Sill. Um, and of course, going through the public school system had uh, many friends uh, who had uh, moms and dads uh, who were stationed at Fort Sill. And it was awesome to uh, get to know them uh, as well as uh, teachers uh, who may uh, have a spouse uh, in the military. in Ms. Jane, you know, I know that was the case uh, with you and hard to believe it's been uh, well over uh, 10 years uh, since I had you as a teacher back in uh, freshman English at Lawton High, uh, so I, I think you know that that's what's really cool about representing uh, Lawton at the, at the Oklahoma State Capitol is that we are a diverse community. Uh, we have people from many, many different backgrounds, and I think the military uh, plays a huge role in that. And uh, you know, when when we're both campaigning, we meet. Lots of uh, military families, lots of veterans as well who decided to retire uh, here in Lawton after their service. Uh, so it's really a joy uh, being able to advocate uh, for everyone here uh, and especially for um, all of our uh, military families.
1: Yeah, Daniel, and I did want to. Admit, I do want to say we didn't lead with it, but I did actually learn about your involvement because I, you are my former student, and I keep up with some of my former students, especially the exceptional ones like Daniel. And I was so thrilled to hear that he was part of this because it's so important to me personally. And so when I learned he was part of the signing of this legislation, I reached out, and I just was so proud to have been his teacher. And even though Daniel may not have grown up as a military child, his relationships with military kids he went to school with, I saw the impact that it had on him and I think that it has influenced his passion towards supporting the families uh, that ongoing because of his interaction with military connected students as both a child and now as an adult. So it just goes to show really that we're all really military connected in some kind of way. And so purple star schools are a great way to support military connected families, but really what's good for our military community is also great for all Oklahomans. So I want to close by thanking you both for your commitment to military connected children and by being part of what we call the coalition of the willing in passing this purple star legislation.
0: And Andy, I want to give you a special thank you for uh, co hosting with me today. I've really enjoyed learning more about what's going on in Oklahoma and a special thank you again to representative pay and Senator Montgomery for supporting the military community in Oklahoma. We are truly grateful to have leaders that recognize the value in our military families and want to help our children to succeed academically. You've been listening to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. Thank you again to the Offit, Officer Spouses Club, for their generous support of this podcast. Until next time, live a great story.